All right, good morning, everyone. So I am starting off in 1 John 4.4. And this verse has always rung true to me for a very, very long time. And it says, and this is New King James Version. You are of God, little children, and over and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You will hear me say that multiple times. This is my verse that God has given to me so long ago. I'm just going to give you a little bit of background, kind of what's been going on. Um, I work two jobs. My first job is dentistry. I work in a dental office. And... When I am struggling or when I have a patient that comes in, um, this verse always, always, always speaks to me because where I work, I can see mass fear take over the life of people. My heart breaks for them, and I, I always pray when I see someone just living in total fear of just sitting in a chair and having something done that, you know, God, show your love that you have for me through me to others to the point where I will hold their hand, I will wipe their tears and give them a hug in the end if that's what they need. And and it's amazing to see someone be able to let that fear go by the end of their appointment. My other job is a part-time job at at a gym. So for 15 minutes, I'm shouting at people to do exercises. You can do this. I know you can get through this. This is not hard, but it is hard. And there's so many times I want to quote verses to them, like Romans 8.31, where it is, let's see if I can, whoops, I will get to it. Romans 8.31 says, uh, what then shall we say to these things? If God is in us, then who can be against us? If God is in you, who can be against you? Can you make it through that one more push-up? Can you make it for one more sit-up? You know, believe in yourself, but have that strength to move forward. So basically, my point is, is take captive of every thought. Every negative thought that comes into your head is not of God, but that is of the enemy trying to steal your joy, steal your power, steal your hope to say that you can't do this when you can. Don't let fear control, but give it to God always. Pray and be that witness to anyone around you that we can do all things through him who strengthens us. Lord, I just ask you to lift up this day, lift up the service, show us your love and guide us throughout our days. In your name I pray, amen.
hearing over and over again, 2022 is going to be a good year. 2022 is going to be a good year. Get, if, you, if you've gotten gun shy over the flat path, flat path, if you've gotten gun shy over the past few years, relax. 2022 is going to be a good year. He knows the plans he has for us, his plans are good. He knows the days ahead, and those days are good. His plans and purposes will be fulfilled. And as you stand in His way, as you walk with Him, as you follow Him, those days will be good. But the days ahead are full of choices. The days ahead are full of choices. Choices to go forward or to stand still. Choices to rise up or to sit down. Choices to obey or disobey. 2022 is a good year. 2022, 2022 is going to be a year where choices, your choices, will be highlighted choose this day choose this day who you will serve choose this day who you will serve choose this day who you will serve those choices are important those choices are important those choices are important choose this day you have choices ahead of you this year Jamie choices oh <laughs> choices those choices matter but they're, they're going to be made in a good year it's not about fear you'll know you know we all know we all know what the right choice is but we have to choose because the choice will the choice is going to cost us the choice is going to cost us the choice comes with consequences the choice the choice matters if you do it if you choose rightly there's blessing if you choose rightly it takes you higher you can choose wrongly you can choose wrongly and you can stand still but we're not of those who shrink back are we we're not of those who shrink back we're not ah, we are not you are not of those who shrink back <laughs> so far throughout all worship the Lord keeps telling me that you've made the right choices. And it's, it has set you up. It, is, it has put you in the position of blessing. But there's still choices. There's still choices ahead of you. If 
Father, I thank you. She has all the wisdom she needs to make the choice to choose rightly. And in those choices, in the consequences of those choices, there's consequences either way. There's always consequences for choices. Father, I thank you that in those consequences, she knows, she'll know, she'll know, she'll know. Even though it might be kind of scary, might be kind of wild. But she'll know that in the consequences of choosing rightly, she's blessed. She's blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. choices are going to be real clear. Now, it's not, you know, not everyone is just, you know, sunshine and butterflies. But they'll be clear. It'll be clear for you. Well, it's not like you're going to be wondering, I don't know what God wants. No, you're going to know what God wants. You're going to know. We're going to know. And there's, there's consequences. There's a cost those choices this year but it will be a good year to make choices don't don't fear it don't fear it at all this is not the year to fear this is the year to make great strides forward great strides big steps big steps big steps <laughs> big steps Promotion, promotion, promotion because of the choices that you've made. Promotion, promotion, great strides forward, great strides forward. This is the year to just dive in. Say, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I'm in no matter what. I'm in, God, I'm in. This is the year. This is it, folks. Here we go. Because after this year, it's going to get harder to choose. But we've got a year. Don't fear next year either. Gracious good night. Don't fear next year. It's not the point. Every day with the Lord is good. Every day. We're on the right side. We're on the right side. We're on the right side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Angie, you're on the right side. You're on the right side. Healing, Jesus' name. Healing. 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 
whole body, whole body. Nothing in there can stay. Nothing in there that's bad can stay. Get out in Jesus' name. Healing, restoration. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. stepping over step over into who God's called you to be don't look back don't 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 go what am I? I don't know I mean I know he's called me to that but I don't what are, what are other people gonna think get over it step over be who he's called you to be because in that calling in that calling in that direction in that anointing your life's going to be full. Full. You're not here to please somebody else. Fullness. Fullness. Even those things. Even those things that you think you missed. Even those things you think you missed in past decisions. They're going to be restored this year. They're going to be restored. <laughs> that which Satan has stolen from you, you thought it was, well, I just, I missed it, so I'll never get, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Rest, restoration. Things that have been stolen will be restored. Hopes and dreams, and they're restored this year in Jesus' name. They're restored. They are restored. Callings. Callings. Restored. Callings. Restored. Callings. Restored. Fullness of the callings. Well, that was years ago. No, that's today. That's today. spiritual red rover it is time to, sp to play spiritual red rover and it's not going to be fair anymore because God says I am raising up spiritual warriors and these spiritual warriors when they get called they're going to go into the darkness and they're going to do some damage but it's also to link up with those people that you know that really aren't there spiritually strong. You're locking arms with them. And like I said, it's not going to be fair. So when the enemy comes, you don't have to just stand there with your arms locked. He says, lower your shoulder and make them pay. It is time. It is time. It is time to rise up and take ground. I know we like to read revelations to say well we win at the end yes we do win the war at the end but god wants to say let's start winning battles 
battles. One battle at a time, let's start doing it. But he's raising up spiritual warriors and he says that you need to start linking arms with those because you are who you hang out with. And he goes, it's time for all of us to become spiritual warriors. seated thank you Jesus so is there anybody here who doesn't know what Red Rover is you don't know what Red Rover is I see a few hands all right all right so Red Rover was a game that I used to play back when I was a little kid back in grade school where you take two you take the whole class at gym class, and you'd line them up side by side. And can I have you just come up, both of you guys come up here real quick. And, and uh, you're in between us here, and we're holding on. And everybody's linked. Their arms are linked or their hands are held, however it is, you're holding like this. And, and then uh, the other team's on the other side, and so you have, uh, you have uh, somebody over there, and you go, Red Rover, Red Rover, send John right over. And John lets go of the hands over on the other side and he runs as hard as he can and tries to go between two people. Now, you, the idea is you want to pick the weakest link. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if, if you break the link, then you could choose one person to go back with you. Or maybe two, I don't know how the, exactly how the game was. But if, you, if, they, if they run and, they, and you catch them and they don't get through, then they are on your team then they stay and whichever team runs out so thank you guys give them a big warm give them a big warm. we finally take care of the uh, cell phone problem and no i'm just teasing it's all right so red rover yeah that that game very few people called me to go try to run through their line and they didn't very often try to run and, and break through one of my grips. Even if it's a smaller person, they, I can squeeze so hard, you know. They, they're, just, they're just there, you know. They're just a, they're part, of the, part of the link. But, you know, the, the, the gates of hell, I mean, this, this battle is a lot like a red rover. It is. Because the Bible says, Jesus said, the gates of hell will not prevail against us. We're, you know, and you think, well, what, what do you mean? You know, we, we always think that the gates of hell is, is something that's attacking us. No, 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 no. The gates of hell is a defensive position. Their, their defensive position. And the gates of hell will not prevail against the kingdom of God. We are breaking through the gates of hell and we're bringing out captives. That's the whole point. The gates of hell can't stop us from going in and taking out the lost. The only thing I can do that is if we choose not to go. If we choose not to, not to attack, not to go. It's choices. It's a good year. It's going to be a good year. It is a good year. It's already a good year. Kingdom of God is forcefully advancing. Yes. Hallelujah. For the gates of hell cannot stand against the army of God. And we're a part of that army. Hallelujah. 
but we have to be ready to fight. I shared with a group of people this week that this is a fight. We're in a fight. We're in a spiritual fight. But we have the advantage. We have the high ground. We have all of the power needed. We have all the authority needed. It's time to take ground. We've been taking ground, but we need to take more. And this year, we need to take a bunch of ground. We need to take, a, we need to take enemy territory daily. How do we do that? How do we take enemy territory? First of all, we need to get the plans. How do we get the plans? Well, we get hooked up with headquarters and say, what are the plans? Each, each person is different. Each group is different. Every church is different. Well, what, are, what, is you, what is the plan that God has put on your heart? What's the plan? What's he given you? What, what land, what territory, what spiritual territory does God want you to take this year? Ask him that. Might have to do with your family. I'm sure it does have to do with your family. Taking territory in your family. Taking, taking prisoners. You know, don't get, you don't get weird about it. At, at lunch, you know, when you're having family lunch and the unsaved person across the table, you're going, I'm taking you captive this year. <laughs> That's just weird. Don't do that. But you can certainly pray for them and say, Father, we want that. We want Red Rover, Red Rover. I want that person. Father, we, we claim that person in Jesus' name. Could be, could be spiritual territory in your neighborhood. Father, that, those people across the street, man, you, I know you love them. Father, we want those people. They're awesome people. They're wonderful people. And he says, yes, they are. And praise God. Thank you for praying and claiming them but i also want you to get so-and-so next door who has the dog that poops in your yard <laughs> plays their music too loud on friday nights around the fire you know those annoying people oh man do i have to take yes because he wants them I mean, there's people we want there's people we care about there's people he he cares about all of them could be in your workplace. He wants your workplace to prosper this year. You can pray that, that Satan takes his hands off your workplace. That no weapon formed against your business, whether you own it or don't own it, even if you don't own it, you can pray for your business. Bless your boss. That's why you're there. You're, there, you're not there just for nine to five. You're there to be a blessing. We've been reading about Joseph in the daily readings, the one-year readings, and Joseph, uh, Potiphar was blessed because Joseph worked for him. The jailer was blessed because Joseph worked for him. And Pharaoh said, I want you to work for me. He got it. He could see it. Well, your, your employer is blessed because you're there. Or can be. Be a blessing. Choose. <laughs> Choose. Your city. We can take the city this year. Well, that, that, that's a big city. He could do it in a day. 
or a week or a month or a year or 10 years. It doesn't really matter to me, but we start praying for that, start believing for that. John Knox says, give me Scotland or let me die. That's pretty serious. All right, God, give me Scotland. I want all of Scotland saved or let me die. God said, whoa, he's serious. I'll give him Scotland. The whole country saw a revival. Other people prayed for whole countries, whole cities. We could pray for America. We need to be praying for America. America is not lost. <laughs> Thanks for that excited. Yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. The first one is where we really at. Oh, I don't know. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. God can do anything, amen? He is, he is God. He's God and he's got a plan. He just needs us to do our part. And our part is to pray and our part is to obey. Amen? Amen. Well, glory to God. He's good. So we've been talking about knowing him. Knowing him. And we've been talking about that we can know him, that he wants us to know him, and that we, we know him by spending time with him. But we also know him by the word. Amen? And I've been meditating on it all this week, and, and I, uh, I kept hearing I am. You know, when, when God revealed himself to Moses, Moses was wondering, you know, here's this bush burning in the desert, and he says, he, he wanted to know who it was, so he went to check it out, and he says, I am that I am. He says, if, if you send me down to Egypt, who am I supposed to say that? He says, I am. I am that I am. The only other person to say that in history is Popeye. I yam what I yam. <laughs> Sorry. I know, I know, it's pretty bad. It was pretty bad. But he was telling him that he exists. I am. And then, he, you know, throughout the Bible, he reveals who he is. Throughout history, but then it was recorded in the Bible, throughout history, he revealed who he was at different times. Why? Because he wants to know us. He wants us to know him. He wants a relationship. You know, if, if you have a relationship and somebody knows who you are, but never talks to you, never explain, never, you never spend any time together, if you never hear a description, if you never hear them speak, or not, then how are you supposed to know who they are? How many of you know who, uh, pick a famous person, I have all these names popping in my head, and everyone, I'm like, no, no, no. Aaron Rodgers. How many of you know Aaron Rodgers? You know Aaron Rodgers. You know of Aaron Rodgers? But anybody here know Aaron Rodgers? Right. You don't know him. Why? Because you've never spent time with him. I mean, you've spent like three hours every Sunday for, you know, <laughs> 16, 17 weeks. But you don't know him. You know of him. You know who he is. And the only way for you to really get to know anyone is to spend time with him and for them to say, here's who I am. This is, you know, here's a story about my past. Here's a, here's a struggle I went through. Here is a, 
You know, that's how you become friends. The more you share about yourselves, the better friends you become. Or enemies. <laughs> I guess they can go either way. But you, 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 the more you spend time, the more uh, Tom and I have talked over the years, the better we know each other. I know some things about Tom you don't know. There, but, but in that, we get to know each other because he, he decided, I'm going to share this story with you. Or I've said, I'm going to share this about myself. This, this story, this, this triumph, or this, this struggle, or this fear, or this excitement, my joy, whatever it is, when you share something about yourself, the other person gets to know you. Well, God spent a whole bunch of time in the Old Testament and the New Testament sharing things about who he is. So today we're going to look at, and as far as we can get, I'm not going to be able to do all of them, but there's the nine Jehovah names. The nine Jehovah names. These are names that either God says, I am Jehovah, which means, and Jehovah just means, uh, it's, it's a variant of the Hebrew word Yahweh, or <sighs> You know, that was when, when God first described himself, when he first, when he first uh, announced himself, he said, I am but nobody can write that down. So they had to be able to write it, and they wrote it Yahweh. Yahweh. But, which is really cool, if you think about it, for, him, for his name to be, it says in Genesis that when he created Adam, when he, created Adam he breathed himself into Adam. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. He, 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 he brought life into Adam by pronouncing his name into his lungs. Oh my goodness. If that doesn't just get you excited, that's cool stuff. But Jehovah is just another alternative of Yahweh or And there are nine different Jehovah names. Now there's all kinds of names. We'll, we'll, we'll see where this goes. We'll see how God leads all of this but there are different names that he revealed himself in it in genesis chapter 22 turn there with me genesis chapter 22 beginning with verse 9 God revealed himself to Abraham in this story. Genesis 22, beginning with verse 9, says, When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and, uh, in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. When Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. Wow. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. 
And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram, offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place, the name of the place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Jehovah, and the Hebrew word is Jireh. He, is, he revealed himself as the God who provides. God is a God who provides. Now, uh, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, when it was, maybe it was during, I don't remember, it all kind of melds together. But I said, the Lord told me to, to remind people to stay in faith. As we go through this, stay in faith. And what does that mean? That means when you hear something true, when you hear something that, that is from the word of God, that it, where, when we're talking about who God is, the, immediately, the Bible says, the, the enemy comes and tries to steal that seed. So when I say something like, God is the God, he, he revealed himself in the Bible, in the Old Testament, as the God who, who provides he is the God, who, the God who provides exactly what you need, exactly when you need it, however much you need. Immediately, the enemy tries to come and sell, say, well, what about that time? What about this? Well, what about so-and-so? How come, he didn't, how come God didn't provide for so-and-so? How come God didn't provide in my time of need, in this situation, in that situation? Whoa, whoa, slow down here. Stay in faith. Because the, the past is behind us. God meets your needs. God, God meets my needs. God meets all of my needs. All of them. But right now, seriously, there's a, I can hear it. I mean, I, in the spirit, I can hear, well, yeah, but. Yeah, but. No, 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 no. God meets all my needs. Now, it may not happen when I want it to happen. It may not always happen exactly how I want it to happen. But I can tell you, over the past 35 years, God has met every one of my needs. There's been times where I didn't, get, I didn't have what I needed because it was my fault. Not his fault. Because I didn't obey. Or I didn't follow. Or I, or I, I doubted. But my God has supplied every one of my needs. I, uh, the, the Bible is full of places where it says, you know, my, I, my eyes have not seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. He, is, he re has revealed himself as the God who provides. Why? Because he wants you to know him as the God who provides. Why? Because there are times when you need provision. There will be days... There will be days when you need God to provide something you desperately need. And you have to have faith. You have to believe that he will. That he has and he will. Has, does, and will. Even if it's miraculous. I mean, we see it in the New Testament. God, Jesus is, at the, is, is teaching the, the 5,000 and they need lunch. They need food. He says, you feed them. And all the disciples went, yeah, but. Yeah. Because why? Because 
Their head is, they don't understand that God is the God who provides anything, whenever we need, when do we need it, how we need it. He says, you feed them. And they went, how are we supposed to feed them? It's going to take nine months wages to feed these people. And Jesus said, what do we have? What do you have? Well, I have this. That's more than enough. He can take your lack and provide more than enough. There may be a day where you need miraculous provision. And now's the time to start believing it. Because in that moment, you've already got to have to have it settled. You know, why do people practice things? Why do we practice why do, why do football players practice? Because they're practicing all the possible scenarios that could happen during a game, and they're, they're training their bodies to, to react in that moment a certain way that will come to get them to the ultimate answer. But you have to do it ahead of time. You know, they didn't call me up this week and say, hey, we need a right tackle for our football. Why? Because I haven't practiced they, they, they don't even want to talk to me. They want somebody who's trained, who's practiced, who's ready to go. I mean, not even a college team. College team didn't call me. A high school team didn't call me. A peewee little flag football team didn't call me. Senior citizen team, Senior citizen team didn't even call me. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because I haven't practiced. I need to be trained, I need to be practiced, I need to be ready to go. I had a, had a gentleman say to me one time, prophet of God, tell me, he says, he goes, you need to be on the sidelines, ready to go. When the coach was going to put you in, because here's my deal, I was planning on leaving, I was going to bail, I was going to get out of there in the situation I was in. This guy didn't know me, it was the first time we had ever met. He stood right in front of me, he says, life is like a football game. You have to be on the sidelines, suited up, ready to go, because you're going, coach, put me in, put me in, coach, put me in, put me in, coach. But if you get disappointed and, and leave the field, just then he turns and looks for you, you're not there. But you not only have to be there, you have to know how to play the game. And you have to be practiced. You know, these professional players didn't just wake up one morning and go, I, I can jump like four feet in the air catch a football with my finger and then run a 40 in, how fast is, is a fast forward 40? Four or five? Four or three? No, they, they practiced and they stay practicing. They keep practicing. You mean there's, there's a part I have to play? <laughs> yes. Yes. People say, well, God didn't meet my needs. Well, did you do your part? Did you do your part? Did you do what you needed to do? Were you ready when it was time? Had you been believing by faith? You know, we, it is possible, it is possible if we needed a, a steak dinner for 30, and we had a bare table, and we needed food for 30, it could miraculously appear. 
But that shouldn't be the first thing you believe for and have a you know, expect a miracle for. The first thing you start believing God for is meeting your needs daily, even when there's plenty. You know, the, the fact that there's, there's food in your refrigerator, you might say, well, I did that. I went and worked and I made the money and I, I went out to the grocery store and I bought the food and I put it in the refrigerator. Yeah, but it's in him we live and move and have our very being. My provision does not come from my job. My provision does not, I mean, it has, my wife has a big part to play in it. If she didn't go shopping, I'd eat terrible. She cooks way better than I do. She, but she's still not the one who supplies all my needs. Because without God, I got nothing. And we have to know him, that he's our provider, and work with him to do all that other stuff. Have a job, go to work, make money. Go buy food or raise a cow or whatever you do. Chickens, all you chicken people. <laughs> but it's still God who provided the chickens. He is the God. He, he revealed himself as the God who provides. Now, that whole story, go over to Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. That whole story of Abraham and, and needing, he's trying to obey God and he needs, to, he needs to, 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 you know, to do a sacrifice and the only sacrifice he has is his son. That's what God told him. He said, I want your son. Now he had to believe God that he was the God who provided. That point right there was not the first time he said that. He actually said that to, the, to, the, to his servants that were going up the mountain. They said, where's the, or his son said, dad, we got the wood, we got all this stuff, we got the fire, where's the sacrifice? And Abraham said, by faith, God will provide the sacrifice. Because he knew, he was the only one that knew that God told him to sacrifice his son, but that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Because he knew what God had told him about Isaac. Not, in, not his second son or his fourth son. He, told, he knew what God had said about Isaac. So if God is going to tell him to kill Isaac, he's got something else planned, but I'm going to obey what God said to do this time. He had a part to play. If he hadn't done that, folks, if he had not purposed in his heart to, to bring his son to that place, that place of, of sacrifice, this wouldn't have happened. Jesus is what God has provided. He is the ram in the thicket. He is the one who goes to the mount of the Lord. He is the one that was sacrificed in our stead. Isaac, Isaac couldn't have died for anybody's sins. But God looked at, at this and he went, man, you were willing to give up your only son? I'll give you my son. I will, I will, because you were willing to covenant with me and trust me to do, make this hard choice, then I'm going, to, I'm going to supply. I'm the God who provides. I'm going to provide for you the ultimate sacrifice, which is my son. You, you, weren't, you, were, you, were, you didn't hold back your only son. I will not hold back my only son. Praise God for Abraham. Praise God for his obedience. 
Man, it all hinged on that moment. Do you know that? He provided. On that cross, he provided. Second name might be the only other one I get to. We'll see. Go to Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15, beginning with verse 22. This is the story about the battle. I'll throw out the, the uh, spoiler alert right away. They win the battle. But they do it because... Oh, I'm sorry. It's not that one. I'm, I'm, I'm already th- I'm three points ahead yet. Sorry. Different story. I saw, I saw Moses' name and I went, oh, that story. I love that story. I'll tell you that one next week or the week after. Exodus 15, 22. I better just read it so I know what I'm talking about here. Then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea and they went into the wilderness of Shur. They went three days into the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter, therefore it was called Marah. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log, and he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. I don't know. I don't get any of this stuff. You, you read that, and it's like, there, something's going on here. You know, we were reading the story about, about uh, Jacob, and how Jacob was making deals with Laban, and Laban says, Well, I'll give you all the spotted and speckled ones. And he goes, All right, well, then he, he cut sticks with grooves, and put them in the water in front of the drink, and they, they produce spotted and wrinkled. What the, heck? what the heck? I mean, just, does anybody else read that stuff and go? <laughs> I literally, I've been, I've been a believer for a long, I've heard that story so many times, I've read it, I've asked God, what is, what's happening there? He's like, he won't tell me, I don't know what it means. I have no idea. Other than he was obedient. He, did you know that he had a dream where he saw that happening? He saw, he had, he had a dream where he saw the sticks in front of him and they were born. So he just did it. He did what God told him to do. Obedience, here we are again. Obedience, choices. He could have chosen not to put the sticks there and my guess is there would have been a whole bunch of white lambs born. And he wouldn't have been rich. Obedience, choices. We all have choices, even if it doesn't make sense. Do you know that didn't make any sense? Lord, the water's it's not any good to drink. Throw the log in the water, it'll sort it out, you know. Everybody, let's grab the log. Why? Because God told me to throw it in the water and it'll get it'll heal the water. Oh, Moses, the sun has gotten to you now. You know, that, you know, that's a great point. This year, choices that you're going to need to make, some of them aren't going to make any sense at all. In the natural. It's in that moment where you've got to trust him. You've got to believe him. Okay, I'm going to take that step. Here I go. Okay. Whoa. Trust him. Trust him. Watch what he does. Throw the log. Throw another log in the water. 
Water became sweet, verse 25. There the Lord made for them a statute and a rule, and there he tested them, saying, If you diligently listen to the voice of your God, the Lord your God and do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer. Stop. Think about this in context. What does this have to do with healing? Do you know? Can you just, do you know? He healed the waters, sure. But did he heal them? Something's happened. He, his wisdom is higher than our will. I don't know exactly what happens here, but he makes a statement from that point on, if you obey me, if you follow me, if you're a part of who I am, if you, if you obey my commandments, I am the God who will heal you. And you'll not have any of those diseases. He is the God who heals you. He is the God who has healed you. He is the God who is healing you. And he is the God who will heal you. Why? Because it's not just in the Old Testament. Go to Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 16. This is Jesus. He's been ministering for a while, and he went, went to somebody's house. I think it was Peter. Yeah, it was Peter's mom's house, his mother-in-law's house. Matthew chapter 8, beginning with verse 16, says, That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by the demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken, spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. He is the God who heals you. He is. He is the God who has healed you. He healed you at the cross. But we have to believe it, and then we have to obey him. Whatever, whatever he says, we have to follow him. And when we do that, we are healed. I am healed. Well, yeah, but I, you still have this pain. Well, it's going to come in line in Jesus' name. Right now, come in line. Nerve, be healed right now in Jesus' name. Whatever you're dealing with, be healed. You speak to that thing. Because there's all kinds of scriptures where it talks about you have the authority to speak over that. Speak life. Speak healing. How do we know that? Jesus, Jesus was going to go pray for somebody and the guy goes, no, 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 just say the word. Just speak. And your authority. And, he, and Jesus went, whoa! That just took us light years forward. I used to have to lay hands on it. Now these people are starting to believe that all I have to say, do is say something. So he goes, your daughter's healed. Or your servant's healed. Or whatever it was. You're healed. And from that moment on, he was healed. You have that authority. You, you have that authority to speak over your life and over others. He is the God who heals you. This week, I want you to meditate on that. There's nine of them. I got to two this week. Nine Jehovah names. You could go ahead if you want to. It's okay. Study ahead. Nathaniel, I'm going to turn it over to you. Just remember, as Nathaniel's coming up and getting the microphone, after, come on, you come on, come on up, get your microphone. That uh, we're going to have uh, the elders will be ministering after the service today. Elders will be ministering. They'll have a special 
uh, restoration healing line for any Packer fans over here. Well, the Bible does say to mourn with those that mourn. And when uh, green and yellow hopes and dreams bite the frosty turf, God is there. We hope this service has ministered to you today. But we have Scripture for that, too. And um, Jesus was sent to to heal the brokenhearted. Luke chapter 4, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. But let's talk about the gospel to the poor. Um, Gospel means good news. And what is good news to somebody that's poor? Well, that they don't have to, they don't have to stay poor. And um, Jesus, the Lord God, is our, is our provider. Over in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse, verse 9, we read, for, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. And so we can make a, you know, we can certainly, certainly Jesus coming from the glory of heaven down to earth is going from great abundance to almost nothing. But, uh, you know, even as Brother Jesse said, uh, once Jesus was born, he said he wasn't on the ground 10 minutes. He had three rich guys looking for him. <laughs> and all throughout the ministry of Jesus, uh, God was always there providing whether he had it in, in, um, in the purse or whether, whether it was supernatural provision, there was always provision there. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for every, every open heart, for every offering, every tithe, and um, willingness of, of your people. Thank you for the word of God that's been sown in our heart this morning. Thank you for providing for us, for being our provider, for being our healer, for being that that we're not in this world without a covenant with you. Thank you for all your goodness to us and bless everyone as we go on our way. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Thank you for the message, John. We got to exercise our words to stay in faith. We have to exercise. We have to work at staying in faith. We can, we can do that. We can do that. We have to believe God. We just simply have to believe his word and believe his promises. I was a doubter for so long because of so many things that happened to me. But you know, it's been a battle to stay in faith. And I feel like it, here at this church, that's kind of been restored to me. Uh, it's been restored. It's, this faith has been restored. I want to sing a little song. Uh, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, 
Your grace is sufficient for me. Jehovah Rapha, you're my healer. By your stripes I've been set free. Jehovah Shammah, you are with me. You are more than enough for me. You're more than enough, more than enough, more than enough for me. I just invite you to come up for prayer and uh, believe God. Even if you're doubting, come up and believe God. We'll believe with you. Amen.